Thank you, thank you, thank you so much, Leah. Praise God. I appreciate you, and I thank you. And um, I just thank you for uh, for all the introduction and what have you. And I was just sitting here just thinking about I'm like, wow, we go back. I said, wow, maybe about just 13 years. And I was just like, wow. I was just sitting there. I'm just like just amazing how time has gone by so fast and what have you. So, but once again, I want to thank each and every one that's on the line tonight. Of course, everybody is busy with their schedules and what have you. I know we all in different time zones, amen. But I have to speak the timing of God in this hour and in this season, amen. And um, and something that the Lord's been dealing with me about, I remember, I remember once again giving honor to my pastor, Pastor Deborah Campbell Smith, and also giving honor to my wife as well. But I just want to jump right on board here, is because for the sake of time and what have you. But the Lord's been dealing with me about wisdom, amen, about wisdom. And I have never, ever saw it this way before until such a time as this. And those who are on the line will understand. And for those who are carrying the gospel of Jesus Christ, and, and I give honor to all the fivefold office gifts that's on the line tonight, I honor you and I thank God for you, for we are God's workmanship together to labor in the kingdom of God. And uh, for those who understand about carrying the gospel and carrying the word of the Lord, and that is, number one, God will hold things back, revelation back for a certain time until we are able to handle it, until we are able to adjust it and eat in our lives. And so for those who have pen and paper and what have you, for those who have their Bibles with you, you can turn to Isaiah, the 11th chapter. Isaiah, the 11th chapter, for those who are carrying the gospel, will be familiar with this passage of Scripture. And I'm going to just dive right on in. Uh, for those who would like to take notes, I like to title this message, Are You Asking the Right Ask? I'm going to say it again. Are you asking the right ask? Amen. Praise God. Are you asking the right ask? And that means, are you asking, are you asking the Lord the right questions? Are you asking the Lord what's in his will for your life or for your church or for your family, for your community, in your region, for your purpose that God is calling you to do? Are you asking the right ask? Amen. And Isaiah, the 11th chapter, and it says here, <clears throat> And we can go ahead and start at verse 1. And there, and there shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. And the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom, understanding the spirit of counsel, might, and the spirit of knowledge, and the fear of the Lord. Amen. Number one, some of us are familiar with this. We'll say some of us have said this the sevenfold. Some of us have called this the seven spirits of God. Amen. But in verse 2, what I would like to really focus on, once again, is wisdom. The first things first is this, and the Lord was showing me this. The first spirit, amen, and that is you must have the spirit of the Lord. That's number one. That is number one, and that is the spirit of the Lord. After you have the spirit of the Lord, after you have the spirit of the Lord, the next one is wisdom. And the Lord had me to look at this, and he had to look, 
had me to look at this, and that is after you have received the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, after you have denounced the enemy that you were determined to walk into a new image, into a new likeness, into God, the first thing after you get the Spirit of the Lord is wisdom. I said, God, you must bring to my attention, you must clarify what do you mean by that. So after you have the Spirit of the Lord, the Lord says you must move into wisdom. Wisdom is the first principal thing. Are you hearing me? And so now I was sitting here saying to myself, God, what are you saying and what are you doing? And that is, is this, wisdom is missing in the body of Christ like never before. We have not tapped into wisdom like what, like what we should have. Amen. We have not tapped into wisdom like we should have. And so now God is saying that if I want my people, I want my people to tap into the wisdom of God. When we think of wisdom, there's so many different definitions or so many people can add on different things. When I was in college and when I had to write a particular uh, paper in school, I had to write a particular paper. It's called definition. And in this, in this paper that I was writing in school about definition, it was asking when do you should define something. Should you define it at the beginning? Should you define it at the middle of your paper? Should you define it at the end of your paper? Then there's definitions when people uh, add their own definition to something. Amen. And then we have our own experiences, and then we can all can say wisdom is this and that and everything else. But here, I believe, and that if God wants to release wisdom, it's because wisdom is to apply something. Wisdom is to acquire of knowledge and understanding and judgment and discernment. And what's taking place in the body of Christ today and what's taking place in the world today, and that is you can see there is a lack of wisdom. And what you see is a, a spirit of foolishness. You see the foul of foolishness. Amen. And so, and so what happens is, is this. What's taking place in the body of Christ, and that is we need to clean back to wisdom. We need to clean back to wisdom. Amen. We need to clean back to wisdom. And what God is saying in this hour, and what God is saying in this hour, wisdom is important to the body of Christ. Wisdom. God needs us to fall into his wisdom. And because wisdom is so important, God made sure that he had a vessel and in this case, he had a king that walked into wisdom. And his wisdom was unlimited. And the Bible talks about that. And I'm going to share that in just a few minutes. So here, wisdom is the first thing after you have the spirit of the Lord. After you have the spirit of the Lord. The first thing is wisdom. And I said, God. You must show it to me in Scripture. How? Prophets must establish the principles and release the secrets and show and show in the Scriptures about principles and, and precepts and, and, and commandments and statutes. God is saying to his people, I want you to tap into wisdom because wisdom will solve problems and wisdom will also will release things in your life. It will release things in your life that you cannot even tap into. But when you tap into the 
spirit of wisdom, which is the spirit of the Lord, then what happens is things can begin to unleash and unlock for your life. Amen. Let's also turn to, I'm going to show you something here. Let's turn to 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians. Oh, my God. And the Lord was showing me this, Leah, and I was just so amazed. In 1 Corinthians, the first chapter, once again, 1 Corinthians, the first chapter, verse 30. 1 Corinthians, the first chapter, verse 30. But of him are ye in Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto us wisdom first. I said, now, wait just a minute. The first thing he mentioned here is wisdom. Then he said righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. I said, wow. 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 The first thing he mentioned was after you receive Christ, he wants you to tap into wisdom. Because you know why? Because you're going to need the wisdom of God to walk this walk out with Christ because you and I have an enemy that is against us. You have an enemy that will try to stop us. You have an enemy. I know what the scripture says. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But out of the three, let's just be honest, he wants to destroy you. He wants to destroy you. When something is destroyed, it cannot be rebuilt. But that's why the Bible says it takes it is the anointing that destroys the yoke of the enemy. Oh my God! It's only the anointing can rebuild, refurnish, reconstruct that something has been destroyed. Only the anointing can destroy what the destroyer tried to do in your life or has done in your life. Look at this once again. Wisdom was the first thing that was mentioned. I said, you got to, you, you have to help me here, God. You have to help me here, God. Wisdom was first. Righteousness, sanctification, and redemption, and being redeemed. Amen. I said, and what's taking place? We have not cried out for the ultimate wisdom of God. We have lost this tool. We have lost this key. We have lost this in the body of Christ. He says, tell my people that I want to pour out wisdom. I want to give them wisdom. The Bible says what? Be humble as a dove, but wise as a serpent. You see, the deal was with this. Wisdom is going in and out, going in and out going in and out, how to move among people, how to move among your enemies. Amen. The Bible says when he knew, when he knew that the spirit, the evil spirit was up on Saul, the Bible says that David behaved himself wisely. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. The scriptures say he behaved himself wisely because he knew he was being taunted. He knew he was being cursed. He knew he was being hated at all. He knew that there was Indian jealousy and strife. And the Bible says every evil work is among you when you have those spirits working together. When you have those cousins and brothers and sisters and aunts and families working together, Indian jealousy and strife. Amen. 
And so this is, this is what's taking place in the body of Christ today. And what's taking place in the body of Christ is because we're not wise, things is not happening. We don't see the effectiveness and the tool of this anointing and this key or this sword that we need to use in the body of Christ. Now, I'm going to show you some more, some very dramatic, I'll give you some very strong tools and the power of wisdom, the spirit of wisdom. This is the first. This is amazing. This is the first. He said, he said when the, uh, Isaiah the 11th chapter, when the spirit, of, the spirit of the Lord is up on you, and then it says wisdom. So after, we have to tap into this. We have to tap into the resources that God has given unto us. And you have to, and you know what, here's another thing too, and this is one thing I like about God. The Bible says, the Bible says the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the righteous. It's laid up. You know why it's laid up? Because everybody can't get to it. That's why it's laid up, laid up, laid up. And you have to be in straight postures and rightful and rightful position in order to be in position to receive that. To receive that. Wisdom, wisdom is here to help us. If we cry out, if we respect it, even if we honor it, even if we request of it, even if we apply our hearts to it, wisdom, you're going to see the effectiveness of wisdom, what it can do for us as believers, for us as believers. And let's go ahead and go to um, a very familiar passage in the scripture. And that is, let's go to um, First Kings, the third chapter. First Kings, the third chapter. First Kings, the third chapter. Very familiar passage. This is when God. Now, isn't this amazing? God came to Solomon. That's amazing. That's a privilege that God comes to you. God appeared to Solomon in a dream. He appears to him in a dream. And when I'm going to just, First uh, Kings, the third chapter, you can read in your own spare time. But First Kings, the third chapter, what's taking place here is this Solomon uh, gives her offering a sacrifice, an offering. Amen. So many people can uh, suggest, and that is, God came to Solomon is because of his father, because he loved his father, and we know who his father was, David, King David. God could have came to Solomon is because of the offering and the sacrifice that he gave as well. Amen. God also came to Solomon is because of the covenant that he said that he would do in that bloodline with David and Solomon thus and so. There's so many different reasons we can say, amen. But the key thing here is, is this. I believe that God needed to 
needed to impart into the earth realm the wisdom into the earth realm. I believe that God needed to deposit into the earth realm. He needs to bring an impartation to the earth realm about wisdom. Amen. And I believe this. I believe Solomon tapped into the wisdom of God in order to demonstrate himself. When we think of the judge Samson, majority of us will think of the first thing will come to us is strength. 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 Judge or prophet, whatever. But once again, when you think of Samson, you think of strength. No one was like no one was not strong like Samson. Amen. God has to use and demonstrate and demonstrate the parts of him through us. Amen. And so God intended and he needed someone that he can demonstrate his wisdom to and reveal it and show it to us. I believe that. And so here we go in verse 5 in Gideon, the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream by night and God and God said, ask what I shall give thee. Ask. Ask what I shall give thee. And Solomon said, Thou hast shown unto thy, thy servant David, my father, great mercy, according to as he walked before thee in truth and in righteousness and in uprightness of heart with thee. And thou hast kept for him this kind of kindness that thou hast given him a son to sit on his throne as it is this day. And now, O Lord, my God, Thou hast made thy servant king instead of David my father, and I am but a little child. I knew not how to go to go out or come in. To go out or come in. To go out and come in of this great magnitude, of this great nation. That's wisdom. He was actually crying out for wisdom. And thy servant is in the midst of the people which thou hast chosen, a great people that cannot be numbered nor count for multitude. Give, therefore, thy servant an understanding heart to judge thy people, that I may discern between good and bad. For who is able to judge this, this thou so great people? Now, verse 10. And the speech pleases the Lord that Solomon hath asked this thing. Verse 11, and God said unto him, because thou hast asked this thing and hast not asked for thyself long life, neither hast thou asked riches for thyself, nor hast asked the life of thy enemy, but hast asked for thyself an understanding and a discernment, discern judgment. Behold, I have done according to thy words, though I have given thee a wise and understanding heart. A what wise and an understanding heart? Are you asking the right ask? Are you asking the right ask? It's the title of this message tonight for those who are listening under the sound of my voice. Are you asking the right ask? Solomon, Solomon asked the right thing. Oh, my God. See, that right there. That is the trigger right there. Leah is an intercessor, a bona fide intercessor, an intercessor, a government intercessor, an intercessor for the nations, the continents, the world, the local church, the communities, and what have you. 
And one thing that we must understand in the body of Christ, the word prayer in Latin, now watch this, the word prayer in Latin means ask. The word prayer in Latin means to ask. We all fall under the ask realm at one point of time in our life in intercession, in praying, asking the Lord about our personal affairs. But I'm here to tell you, God came to Solomon, which is very unique, which is very precious, which is a, 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 a honor. God came to Solomon and spoke to Solomon. And then he turned around and then he asked the right thing. And it pleases the Lord. And I believe the reason why it pleases the Lord, because the order is, and what God is showing here, wisdom is first, after the spirit of the Lord. Wisdom is first. Wisdom is there. Wisdom was there in the beginning of time. And I'm going to tap into that in a few minutes in Proverbs, the eighth chapter. Wisdom is there. Wisdom was there in the beginning to instruct the Lord. The Bible says, I believe it's in Romans, the 11th chapter, who can instruct the Lord? Who can counsel the Lord? It was wisdom. Wisdom was there in the beginning. And what the enemy does today, and that is, is this. There's too many voices. There's too many influences. There's too much talking. I know, what the, I know about the United States of America, freedom of speech. I understand that, too. But I'm here to tell you that's a two-way sword, and it's killing us today, freedom of speech. No, I have the freedom of speech according to the word of God. I cannot say and do what I want to do if I'm confessing that I am a Christian. Amen. Then that means I cannot say what I want to say. That means I cannot do what I want to do. The Bible says, without a vision, the people, uh, the people perish. Another translation said, without a vision, the people cast off restraint, which means there's no boundaries, which means there is no, no moral boundaries. You're just doing anything and everything. And what's taking place and what's going on today is, is this, the media, the social media is on a rampage. It's on a rampage of lust, presentation, marketing. It's pleasing to the eye, pleasing to the flesh, pleasing to lust. And if you gravitate to it, it lets you know it's in you. It lets you know it's penetrating you. It lets you know something that you need to be delivered and need to be set free. And so God is actually saying here, Solomon asked the right thing. He asked for wisdom. And God said, I will make you wise and an understanding heart. I will make you wise. Counsel is to give you the, the advice of the Lord. But wisdom gives you the orchestration to execute it out. The counsel of the Lord is to tell you what God is saying on the matter. The wisdom is to apply the application part of the matter. But wisdom here is the first one because of why it wants to be first, because it is first, because it was there in the beginning of time. Mm. It was there in the beginning of time. So when God is speaking to the lives of his people, he wants us to tap into his wisdom. He wants us to see his wisdom. 
He wants us to cry out for his wisdom. I'm here to tell you today what would happen if the body of Christ would tap into the wisdom of God. There will be a lot of things on this earth that we will not be dealing with. It's because wisdom is also a solving tool. It's a solving tool. It's to solve problems. Soon he asked for wisdom in First Kings, the third chapter. Then there was a situation that had to take place with two ladies and dealing with a child. One was lying. One was telling the truth. And Solomon said, breathe me a sword, and I'll cut the child in half. And, he, and whoever stepped out first, he knew that what, this would be the real mother. Because a real mother would have no problem for her child to live and be with someone else instead of their child to be dead. And then the Bible says throughout the land, they all knew that the wisdom of God was up on King Solomon. That's in First Kings, the third chapter. It's all in that chapter. Wow. What would happen if you and I really apply our hearts to get wisdom, to be wise? Apostle Paul said, I'm a wise master builder. He said, I'm a wise master builder. He knew about the construction. He knew how he had to build the household of the Lord. There's two, there's two important keys and tools that I would like to leave with you tonight. And if you can, let's go to Ecclesiastes, the ninth chapter. There's two important keys that I would like to leave to you tonight. Lead to you tonight. Ecclesiastes, the ninth chapter. Ecclesiastes, the ninth chapter. I said we got about 15, 18 more minutes here. Yeah, and I'm good. here to say to I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, you're good. Okay, okay. Um, Ecclesiastes, the ninth chapter. There's two powerful tools I would like to leave you here pertaining to this. Pertaining to wisdom. The opposite of wisdom or the enemy of wisdom is foolishness, disobedience. Don't want to hear the instructions of the Lord. It amazes me with people today that God gives instructions and we still go off and just in wandering land. We not develop. We don't, we don't humble ourselves. We don't humble ourselves to instruction and obedience. We don't humble ourselves to the word of God. We full of pride and arrogance. We full of lust, lust of the eye, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. It's so amazing to me. And it's so amazing. Let's go to Ecclesiastes, the ninth chapter. I'm going to close off with this because this blew my mind when God really started showing me this. Ecclesiastes, the ninth chapter, and I'm going to start at verse 13. Once again, Ecclesiastes, the ninth chapter, and I'm going to start at verse 13 and go all the way to the end of the chapter, which is verse 18. The word Ecclesiastes means preacher, by the way. Mm-hmm. So if we, want, if, if we wanted to title this book a different title or the definition of the title of the word Ecclesiastes, it means preacher. Amen. He's preacher. And let's look at this. 
Ecclesiastes, the ninth chapter, verse 13. This wisdom have I seen also under the sun. Please be aware, and that is the word under the sun is very strong in the book of Ecclesiastes. Talking about there's a time for everything and it's nothing new under the sun. Amen. Mm-hmm. It's a parable. It's a story. It's an illustration. Amen. This wisdom have I seen also under the sun. And this is Solomon talking. And it seems great unto me. Isn't this amazing? Look at the first day. He's about to start off with a story. He's about to tell us something here. And what he's actually saying that is, this is also something that's under the sun. This is also something that I have observed, and this is amazing to me. And I need to tell you about this. I need to let my people know. God needs to let his people know. And that is, I want you to see something here about the spirit of wisdom. Mm-hmm. This wisdom have I seen also under the sun, and it seems great unto me. Verse 14, there was a little city. He's starting now with the story. There was a little city and few men within it. So there was a city and a few men that was just within it, and there came a great king against it. There was a great king that came up against this little city. And, and in the city, and in the city was a few men in the city. And so there came a great king against it and, and besieged it and built great pat rocks, I mean, blood rocks against it. Now, verse 15, now there was found in it a poor wise man. Let's stop right there. Within that city, there was found a poor wise man. It didn't say rich man. It didn't say a rich king. It didn't say a rich ruler. It didn't say a rich, a rich, uh, a rich prince or ruler. It didn't say none of that. It made it very clear. He was a poor man. He was a what? A poor man. But he was a poor wise man. But he was a what? A poor wise man. And he by his wisdom. But by this poor man's wisdom, by his wisdom, the scripture says he delivered the city. Wow. And he did what? And he what? And by his wisdom, by his wisdom, he delivered the city. He delivered the city. Yet no man remembered that same poor man. Verse 16. Then says I, I like this. Then says I, wisdom is better than strength. For those who are writing down, for those who want to take notes, for those who want to understand these two major points that I want to leave out tonight, and that is wisdom is better than what? Strength. Wisdom is better than strength. Wisdom is better than strength. Yes, it is. Then said wisdom is better than strength. Nevertheless, the poor man's wisdom is despised and his words are not heard. Why was not heard? Because he was not a part of the connections and the reality show today. You're not worldwide known and you're not, you're not a part of a particular class of society of people that everybody likes to look at and watch and admire. That stuff is disgusting to me. It's the world of the flesh. It's the worldly's ways. Are you hearing me? So the first, the first two I want to leave you tonight, wisdom is better than strength. 
wisdom is what? Better than strength. Nevertheless, the poorest man's wisdom is despised and his words are not heard. Verse 17, the words of the wise man are heard and it's quiet more than his cry of him that rules among fools. You know what's taking place with us in the body of Christ? We do not listen to wisdom. So it's quiet. It's put to the, it's put to the side. It's shoved in the corner. Uh, we don't want to hear all that. We don't want to hear all that. I don't want to hear all that. I don't want to hear that about that correction and being obedient, having a having the heart of God, praying for one another, laying down your life for one another. I, I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that. But this is what he says here um, in verse 17. The words of a wise man are heard and he's quiet more than the cry of him that rules among fools. Verse 18, wisdom is better than weapons of war, part two, point two, point two, point two. Wisdom is better than weapons of war. What you and I need to pray when we are in intercession, when you and I need to pray, we need to pray for the wisdom of God about the problem that we are dealing with. Your warfare is to get the wisdom of God because the wisdom of God is going to demolish and kill and destroy your enemy on that matter. Wow. 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 I'm going to say it again. The warfare is to get the wisdom of God. That's the fight. That's the fight because God established after the Spirit of the Lord comes upon us and we accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, wisdom is granted unto us. The Bible says any man that lacks wisdom, he will give it freely. The Bible tells us that. Our warfare is to get the wisdom of God on the matter. When you get the wisdom of God, you're going to destroy because your wisdom is going to be better than your weapons of war. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. It's scripture. I'm showing you in the scripture. You know what's going on across America today? We need the wisdom of God to deal with these hardened hearts, to deal with these cases of murder. We need the wisdom of God. What to do? It was the wisdom of God that told David, pick up those rocks, get your slingshot, and kill your Goliath. It was the wisdom of God. It was foolish to everybody, to man, but it was God took the foolish things to confound the wise. That's scripture. Mm-hmm. That's scripture. Mm-hmm. That's scripture. It takes the wisdom of God. You can get the strategy of God through the wisdom of God, through the spirit of God, through that key, through that channel that have that access to destroy this massive principality. We need the wisdom of God to deal with what we are dealing with today in our lives, in our society, whatever it may be. Let's, I'm going to close it on out here in Proverbs, the eighth chapter. Anybody know their scripture? Anybody know their word? They will know exactly where I'm coming from. Proverbs, the eighth chapter. Let me get there myself. 
The whole chapter is talking about wisdom. I do not have time to hit it all and explain it all. But one thing I want to let it be known, in Proverbs the 8th chapter, hallelujah, Proverbs the 8th chapter, one thing that I would like to pull out in Proverbs the 8th chapter, look at verse 22, Proverbs 8 and 22. The Lord possesses me in the beginning of his way. There we go. The Lord possesses me. Proverbs 8 chapter is talking about wisdom here. Here it is. Wisdom is talking and wisdom said, the Lord possesses me in the beginning. Wisdom is the beginning. I have shown you in scripture, 1 Corinthians, the first chapter, verse 30. I have also showed you in Isaiah, the 11th chapter, verse 2. After the, after the Spirit of the Lord is upon us, then comes wisdom. I'm here to tell you today. I'm here to tell you today, and that is, you and I can be like King Solomon when he was in right standards with God. We, of course, we know what happened to King Solomon. Of course, we know. For those who don't know, I put it like this. King Solomon cast off restraint and started marrying and started dividend and down with all different type of bloodlines. I don't have time to talk about that. Dibbling and dabbling. Had so many wives. Covenant with so many different bloodlines. Different nations. Amen. Different nations of people. Different women. Oh, my God. Yes, he did. But when he was still on right track with the Lord, the Lord blessed Solomon beyond measure. When you have the wisdom of God, you will fall into rulership, whatever that place that God has you at or what he has for us and what he has for us individually. You will fall into rulership. You will fall into a place of authority or leadership because I'm going to tell you something. Wisdom will put you in that position. It will put you in that place. As the woman of God, Leah here, the Lord laid this on her heart pertaining to having prayer and what have you. Now, as intercessors, now as prayer warriors, now as Bible office gifts, amen, we need to pray for the wisdom of God that he will show us the strategy on a particular situation. See, the Bible says effectual for prayer of righteous men availed much. I think it's effective is because you understand. With understanding gives you more power. It gives you more authority. It gives you more power and understanding the wisdom of God on this matter. And now we can go ahead and go back to First Kings. But let's go to First Kings, the fourth chapter, the next chapter. First Kings, the fourth chapter. And I turn it back to the hand of Leah. I just want to sh sh show you this right here. First Kings, the fourth chapter, and starting at verse 29. First Kings, the fourth chapter, starting at verse 29. And God, and God gave Solomon wisdom and understanding exceedingly much and largeness of heart 
even at the sand that is on the seashore. You need to meditate on that, just that alone. The wisdom of God was so powerful in him, it over exceeded the seashore. I, when I go on vacation, I have to be around something with water and sand. All of us have been on vacation. All of us have been on somewhere, maybe dealing with some water or something. Think about that. His wisdom was larger than the seashore. That's something to think about. And why is it that you and I can tap into that, that our society, our lives will be in a better place? How do you get with you have to cry out for it, Proverbs the eighth chapter. You have to seek for it, which means you can't give the Lord ten minutes a day. It has to be way more than that. Let's continue on, verse thirty. And Solomon's wisdom exceeded the wisdom of all of the children of the east countries and all the wisdom of Egypt. Look how much his wisdom spread out. Look at that. The Bible says, and his fame was in all the nations around him, around about him. Father God, I thank you and I praise you for this time of intercession, for this time on this line. Father God, everybody under the sound of my voice, Father God, I pray right now in the name of Jesus that we will tap into wisdom when we get in prayer, when we get into our secret places. Father God, I ask you, oh God, let this word pierce their heart, their mind, their soul, and their spirit. Let it pierce, God. And, Father God, we thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, I'd like to turn it over back to Leah. Amen. Wow. Amen. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. I'm going to, um, wow. Thank you, Father. Um, that was just so rich. And um, um, much for us to meditate on. Um, as we're um, taking the word of the Lord um, back to the Lord um, in prayer. But I am just so grateful um, for what the Lord released. It's like my heart is just burning on the inside of me because of the word of the Lord. And um, I do know that I've got a couple of people on the line. Um, I'd love to um, call on Apostle Jacob. Um, just, um, Apostle, if you would just um, release prayer for us, I would appreciate that if you're still on the line. hope he didn't get off. Let's take a look. Apostle Jacob, can you hear me? And you can unmute your line um, by hitting star six. Apostle Jacob, are you still on? Okay. Um, I'm not sure if he's still on or not. Um, Miss Alicia, are you on? Yes, ma'am. Okay. If you would just go ahead and release um, prayer, and then I'm going to give some um, final um, announcements, and um, we'll um, finish out with that. Um, Yeah, go ahead. Thank you. Okay, Father, I just thank you. I just I just want to first say, oh my God, is so rich, like you said. But the the Proverbs eight is my favorite chapter in Proverbs. It is so full of wisdom and how it's asking us to cry out for it and how it cries out for us. And and I just I thank you, Art, for bringing that forward. That was amazing. 
the way you laid the groundwork for wisdom. And so, Father, I just thank you and I give you praise and honor and glory for wisdom, Lord God. I thank you for the everyone that's under the sound of my voice. I, I first ask you, Lord God, to continue.